Hey, so thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to continue to talk about getting ready for Jesus. He said we're not ready. He has given me the job to tell you we're not ready. He said he's not here because we're not ready, and we're going to talk about that today. We thank you, Jesus, that you are so good and you care about us. We just want to acknowledge you right here and right now. We thank you for your presence, for your wisdom, for your revelation knowledge. We give you all the glory for everything that you've done in this time of grace. And thank you that you're helping us now to prepare for the next season. I know we're in the 11th hour. You said we're in the 11th hour, and we don't have much time to get ready. Thank you and praise you for everything. In your name we pray, amen. He's so good, and he doesn't want, it's not his will that one should perish, and that's what we're going to read. In 2 Peter 3, 9, he said, it says, the Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness, but he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. And so he's saying he's not here because we're not ready, right? He's long-suffering toward us. He's waiting because it's not his will that one should perish. In verse 10, it says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. If you're not ready, it'll be like a thief in the night. And then the heavens will vanish. They will pass away with a thunderous crash and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire and the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned up. We spend all this time doing stuff that isn't even going to matter when he shows up. And I know people think, well, we've been hearing that forever, and he's not here, and he's just saying he's not tardy. He's waiting for us. He gave me this picture this morning of he's got this, well, we'll just call it a bus. We got the, He's got this bus ready or or, or maybe someone's getting their um, kids to try to get in the van. And I, I saw this picture of hands and feet and, you know, against the parts of the car so that the parents couldn't put the children in. And he said, the fight that he, he sees us putting on is like that. We're putting on this fight is what I'm trying to say. He, he's trying to pull up with a bus to get us on before he comes, before you hear that thunderous crash. Before that happens, he's trying to prepare us, and we're fighting him because we're not listening, because we just think on our own, oh, I'm ready, I'm good. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God is taken by force. In Revelation, I want to read this to you. Revelation um, 3, 5. Thus shall he who conquers is victorious, be clad in, in white garments, and I will not erase or blot his name out of the book of life. I will acknowledge him as mine, and I will confess his name openly before the Father and his angels. Verse 6, he who is able to hear, let him listen and heed what the Holy Spirit says to the assemblies, to the churches. So he's saying you have to be an overcomer, because when you're, when you're, um, even trying to, if we talk about the bus, if you're trying to get on this bus, say Jesus is pulling up in a bus, you know, just to give you a picture in your mind. And um, he, for one, we can have that picture of people he's trying to get on and they just won't go on. And, and the ones that are trying to get to the bus are going to have all this resistance because the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's trying to steal your eternity with God from you. 
And so some people are, are having all this resistance come against them because they're pushing to get on that bus. You're getting ready. You're watching and you're praying because you know Jesus is coming and you want to make it. You want to get on that bus. You're getting ready and the enemy is going to come against you and try to stop you. He is. You can be assured. That's why Jesus said that he has come to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus also said he's trying to steal God from you, and he's trying to steal us from God. God loves us so much, and the enemy knows that's how we can get to God, by getting to us. And so anyway, in that resistance, you have to be an overcomer. And it's really all in your mind what you're thinking, what the enemy gets you to think. Um, and that's why the word says, take captive every thought. And you got to think, I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Call on Jesus to help you every day to walk that walk, to get on that narrow path. The wide path is easy. Everybody's on it. Like in the day of Noah, they're partying, you know, and they're thinking, oh, yeah, Noah's crazy. And oh, yeah, Lee is crazy. He's not really coming. And what if he surprised you and came tomorrow? I don't need to be right. In fact, I've learned because his heart is broken, that my heart is broken, and that I shouldn't be hoping he comes because too many will perish. That's how he's what he's saying. He hasn't come because he loves us so much, and too many people would perish if he came right now. So I hope that he doesn't because, and, and I'm praying that with him, that you guys will listen and get ready because he doesn't want you to needlessly fall into hell. I, I always say that because I heard this girl tell what Jesus told her to tell, and that people are needlessly going to fall into hell because they're not ready. You know, when Jesus said, many on that day are going to say to me, he didn't say many unbelievers. He said many believers because he said, Lord, Lord, I did this in your name and I did that in your name. He said, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. So you can call him Lord, but that doesn't mean you're going to slip right in. The enemy, if the enemy is not fighting you, then you can be sure that you're not ready and you're not getting ready. And if you're not getting ready, it'll be as if you're sleeping, right? Because Jesus said he would come like a thief in the night. So it'd be like you're sleeping. You weren't ready. You weren't awake. You weren't ready for him to come because you weren't getting ready. You wouldn't get on your knees. You're too prideful. You just thought you're ready. People tell me over and over again, oh, I'm ready. I know Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm ready. I love Jesus, but I know I'm not ready. I didn't do everything he told me to do. I love Jesus. I get on my knees every day and ask him to correct me. He never stops. And so what makes some of us think that we're perfect and we're ready? that you've done everything he told you to do. And those people that are saying that have all kinds of excuses why they aren't doing the will of God. What about just the regular things that the Word of God tells you to do? What about the plan he has for you? Jeremiah 29, 11 says he has a plan for you. Are you walking in that plan? And if you're not, then you're not doing what he told you to do. And, you know, sometimes the enemy doesn't have to work very hard to deceive us because we're, we're just either we don't believe him or he dresses up as an angel of light and you're depending on maybe someone else to lead you and to guide you and um, they lead you astray. He doesn't have to do much because we're not resisting him. 
We have to resist him. And you're not going to resist him if you don't know Jesus and you don't know the truth. And you're just going to think, some people think, well, whatever happens, happens for a reason. Yeah, that's true. But you can change what happens by your faith in Jesus. And if you don't do anything, nothing's going to change. If you don't do anything, if you don't do the word of God, then you're not changing anything and you, you've fallen right into the lap of the enemy. You're, you're just being deceived. And if you get up and you start walking towards Jesus, you're going to have some resistance. He's going to try to stop you. But he can't because you have Jesus on the inside of you. You have his power, his authority to bind the enemy. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is, has to be bound in heaven. And so you take authority over the bad on the earth, and heaven's going to back you up. He gave us his power. He gave us the keys to the kingdom. We got to stick the key in the hole and turn it and you know, in the keyhole and turn it. And, and then we, we have it. We got it. We have his power. We're doing his work. He said he was leaving so we could do his work. And he's calling us to do that. And so if you don't know the plan he has for you, then you got to get on your knees and find out. If you don't know um, whatever, you have to get on your knees and find out what you don't know. And what you think you know, you need to get on your knees and say, is this right? Am I thinking the right thing? God isn't going to force himself on you. You know, and a, and a lot of people just push them away because they don't want to know. They, want, they don't want to know things because if they know, then they're going to feel that conviction and they're going to have to do something about it. But he wants you to know because he doesn't want you to go to hell. Hosea says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You're going to perish if you don't know. You're going to needlessly fall into hell if you don't know. And God is just saying that, you know, stop fighting him. Appreciate what he did for you. Appreciate that he's in that bus waiting for you to get on before he comes so that you don't perish. Don't fight him. Stop trying to not get on the bus. Get ready. He's coming, and pretty soon he's just going to have to come because his people are calling out to him, and people are suffering. We know that. There is suffering going on. And if we don't listen, you know, when when he... Um, tells me to tell people, I, I feel like he said, if they don't listen, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them, because if they've denied you, they've denied me, because he sent me. And so you can deny him, you know, last week, and I shared that with you, he said, what if you have 10 more times to ignore me, and that's it? That's how close he is to coming. And when he, if he comes on that day, where, you know, you've walked away, Someone tried to tell you something, you wouldn't listen, you wouldn't get on your knees. And so Jesus is telling me, tell people, get on your knees and find out. You know, some people tell me, why well, can't get on my knees? Well, get on, just get on the floor. Just humble yourself. That's the whole idea. Humble yourself before him. Just say, I don't know anything without you. I need you. I need you, Lord. I need you to tell me what to do. I don't know. You know, we are blind, and Revelation says that. I think I'm in the right chapter to read it to you. Um, Revelation, it says, he, he said in verse 16, because you're lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I do not want to be spit out of his mouth. You say I'm rich, I have prospered and grown wealthy, and I'm in need of nothing. And you do not realize and understand that you're wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. When we stand before him, when we don't have anything to show for ourselves, 
we're going to be naked. All Everything that we believed that was a lie is going to be right there to be seen. You're going to see it. He's going to see it. You're going to see you were wrong and you're prideful and you wouldn't listen and, and that you thought you had it all figured out. And then when you stand before him, you're going to know you didn't. Therefore, I counsel you to purchase from me gold refined and tested by fire that you may be truly wealthy and white clothes to clothe you to keep that shame of your nudity from being seen and salve to put on your eyes that you may see. He, that's what made me think of this. You need that salve put on your eyes so that you can see how naked, pitiable, pitiable, poor, and blind you are. Did I say that right? Yeah, pitiable, poor, naked, and blind. Then he said in verse 19, those who I tenderly, those whom I dearly and tenderly love, I tell their faults and convict and convince and reprove and chase them. I discipline them and instruct them. So be enthusiastic and earnest and burning with zeal and repent, changing your mind and attitude. I learned to become enthusiastic and burning with zeal to be corrected. I remember the first time I was corrected, I felt so bad. And I understand that, you know, you just want to turn away because it, it makes you feel really bad. But if you stay, if that rich man would have stay, stayed to hear Jesus out and <clears throat> find out the good part, then you're going to feel better. You're going to feel great because you're going to know that he loves you enough that he corrected you. So he cared. He didn't want you to fall into that pit. He corrects you because he loves you, because he wants you to make it to heaven. He wants you to live with him. He wants you to be his bride. He's in love with you. So if he didn't correct you, if you know the, knew the truth about, um, say, you knew somebody who was dating somebody who was really just a con, and you didn't tell your friend about that person, you wouldn't love your friend very much. You would just go ahead and let her or him get conned. Well, that's the thing that Jesus is telling us. We're being conned by the enemy. He is out to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to steal Jesus from you. He's trying to steal your eternity from you by saying, oh, you're fine. You love Jesus. You know, you think you're going to just get into heaven without any fight that the enemy's going to roll out the red carpet and let you walk in. He's not. He's telling you lies. He's telling you it's easy. All you have to do is wait. Jesus shed his blood for you so you can go to heaven, and that's true. But you still got to fight to believe Jesus. And if you're not fighting to believe Jesus, you're not taking the kingdom by force. You got to fight to believe. It's a fight to believe. And the way to do that is to hear the word and hang out with Jesus. You hear the word and you hear the word and you hear the word, and, and, the, and faith comes by hearing the word. What you hear the most of, you have faith in. And so we got we to gotta spend that time to hear the word, to get to know Jesus and be in agreement with him so the enemy isn't conning us, so he isn't telling us a lie. He's not telling us, we're going to make it. You don't have to do anything because Jesus shed his blood for you. You're fine. You just sit there, and when, when it's time, he's just going to come and pick you up. One is going to be left and one is going to be taken, Jesus said. And the one that's going to be taken is the one that's been looking for him and making sure that they were in agreement with Jesus. If you are engaged with someone to be married, you're going to be in agreement with that person. You're going to have communication with that person. You're not going to sh just show up at the altar 
um, a year later and expect that groom, your groom or bride to be there if you made plans a year ago. If you said the prayer a year ago and you haven't talked to Jesus or you think Jesus is a religion and he's just, you know, something that you pick that you think you believe in and um, you're going to go to heaven. That's not true. He's not a religion. Jesus is not religious. He's a person. And he's someone you decided you're going to spend the rest of your life with. You're going to marry him. And you can't marry him without knowing him. You can't live with someone you don't know. You don't want to move in with him if you don't know him. You, you know, and most people just don't have the revelation knowledge that there is a life after this life. We're here temporarily and we're just going to move. We're going to move in with him. If we know him, if we're engaged with him, if we're fighting to get there. He's the precious pearl. But most people are just living here like, this is it. And when they leave here, they're going to go to sleep somewhere. Or, or I don't know what they think. I mean, what do you think? You're going to just fall asleep or float on a cloud? And it's a life with him, life how he lives. And we got to learn that life here and now. You got to get on the bus if you want to get there. And you got to work to get on the bus. And what we're doing is working against him, and he's frustrated. He told me that. He tells me when he's frustrated with me. And, you know, some people just look at me so strangely when I say that. But, you know, he told the disciples he was frustrated with them. He said, couldn't you just watch one hour? You know, he said, how long should I put up with you? He, he is a person, and he's living on the inside of you. And if you pay attention to him, if you've asked him in and if you're in agreement with him, he's going to tell you what to do. He's going to be there for you all the time. Revelation 3.20 says that if you ask him, and, and I have it right here, behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is what he said after he said he disciplines those that he loves. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens to him, heeds my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and I'll eat with him and he will eat with me. He who overcomes is victorious, and I'll grant him to sit beside me on my throne as myself overcame. I was victorious, and I will sit down beside my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him listen and heed the Holy Spirit, he says to the churches. So it's not a prayer. Jesus, I believe you ask you and you to come and live on the inside of me. And then you go off and you live your life the way you used to. And you do anything you want to do. And, you know, that is a deception of the enemy, and that's what he wants to think. But what you have to do is engage with Jesus. Open that door. Let him come in and hang out with you and teach you his way of love. And his kingdom is about love. His law is love, and that's not a hard law. So there's no evil in heaven. And so when um, you come in agreement with Jesus, he's going to get all the evil out of your life, the things that you think are good that aren't. Um, the enemy, um, the things that he has a hold on you with that are keeping you in bondage. He's going to teach you how to get rid of all that. And then he's asking you to go and help others know who he is. And that's what he wants. And, and while I'm thinking of it, um, when, if you share this video, you'll be helping other people. Before you um, find out what you're supposed to do, or even while you're finding out what you're supposed to do, you can help me to get his word out, the assignment that he's given me. And um, I just want to encourage you to do that then. And subscribe to my video. That'd be really cool. And then you won't miss anything Jesus has to say. 
Because, you know, sometimes we get busy and we forget, but I notice when I subscribe to something and that video comes up, it's, oh yeah, I wanted to see that. And so go ahead and do that. Say that prayer with me. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are knocking at the door of our heart and we're asking you to come in and to dine with us and teach us your way. Get us ready for heaven. Help us not to miss that bus. Help us to take you seriously and think of you every day, all the time. Help us, remind us of what is to come. Help us not to get so settled here that um, we think we have time. And we thank you for being patient with us that you haven't come yet. Help us, Lord, to be ready. Help us to be like you. Help us to have understanding. Open our eyes to see. Help Help us to hear what you're saying to us. And so we desire that you live on the inside of us and teach us your way. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for that easy way just to have you with us all the time. In your name we pray. Amen. You know, when Jesus was here, the disciples had to follow him all over the place. And I was in heaven and I saw Jesus and it's awesome to be with him. But right here and right now, he is living on the inside of you. Never leave you. He's there day or night. Not like if you have to call a friend and get a hold of a friend or wake up a friend to talk to. You can talk to Jesus all the time. He has that good, right answer. We talked about that yesterday. And he wants you to come to him. He wants you and only he knows the answers. And you don't even have to tell him what you're going through. He already knows because he knows all your thoughts. He's right there all the time. And so again, if you would help me spread the word, I would so appreciate that. If you said that prayer, I would love it if you let me know and if I've helped you anyway. Thank you so much for listening today and God bless you.